0: Alpha versus beta males. There has been a lot of talk in my underground uncensored channels lately, which are the only places I get my news these days since I've not watched mainstream media news for 35 years about the beta male and alpha male variants. And we're all wondering when we can see the alpha male variant emerge. I assert that the major pandemic we are actually in is the proliferation of the beta male variant, and I believe that this is a deliberate planned destruction of masculinity, the energy of the alpha male, and of literal testosterone in men. We have seen a total vilification of the alpha at the same time as a celebration and normalization of the beta male. Effeminate, weak, skinny fat, soft-spoken, gutless, pushover men are being heralded and men who are strong, muscular, powerful, dominant, and stand their ground are being put down at least publicly, in the mainstream and media channels and in left-leaning social and political publications. However, privately, no woman wants to fuck a beta male. I have personally worked with thousands of women and couples over the years, and I am telling you that no woman is sexually attracted to beta males. We are actually repelled by them. A woman might be married to one and she might stay in the relationship for various reasons. He supports her and their kids. She doesn't believe she can find someone better and he's really good at doing the dishes and he's just safe. He's safe because she's never really going to open emotionally or then risk being hurt and she's never going to open sexually with this guy. She can realize and rationalize that they have the ultimate egalitarian gender neutral wet dream except trust me no one is getting wet or having life-changing orgasms in this scenario. He's safe so she can't be hurt and she will never be exposed. But the story is good. They have a gender neutral whatever the fuck sexless but PC relationship where they flaunt their pronouns and the social validation in certain circles provides them an iota of pleasure. But dig deeper and I guarantee no one is having sex or any sex that is worth having. So let's wind it back a bit. How is this happening? The feminization of men. There are two elements to this process, physical and social. Physically speaking, men are under attack. Everything is coming for their testosterone. The conventional food supply, that is, pesticide-filled, hormone-injected food, is stealing their testosterone and pumping them full of estrogen. Have you ever heard of atrazine, the gay frog maker? Atrazine is the second most used herbicide in the world, applied to food crops such as corn and sugarcane as well as lawns. Tyrone B. Hayes is a rare, nearly extinct breed. He is a scientist with ethics. He is a UC Berkeley researcher, integrative biology professor, and a thorn in the side of some very large, very irritated multinational agriculture companies. He was hired in 1997 to test the effects of atrazine on frogs, and what he found was astonishing. Frogs exposed to atrazine at levels 30 times less than what is considered safe for human consumption, i.e. what they are spraying on people's food, was turning adult male frogs into female frogs. It was changing their genitals from male to female. These frogs were transformed to the point that they could get pregnant and have babies as females. And the ones that did remain male were sexually attracted to other males or had malformed reproductive organs or were chemically castrated. Tyrone's story is amazing, actually, because he took on these assholes and he had fun with it. He writes and sends them rap songs that, where he taunts them with things like, you can't touch this, because they've been harassing him and trying to slander him and get him to shut the fuck up. And his response is, go fuck yourselves. So he himself is a fantastic example of an alpha male standing his ground on unable to be compromised, and willing to give everything up to speak the truth. So the bottom line is that if you are not eating organic food, you are exposed to this and glyphosate, which is the number one sprayed chemical on food in the world, which is a whole other topic. Your meat is pumped full of even more hormones, and if we add in all of the household products that also have estrogenic effects, you may be swimming in a sea of estrogen. And then we have the one factor that is sure to trigger some chronic the hedgehogs, shit or get off the pot. Another major, major estrogenic enhancer is weed pot. Mary J. An argument that is often used in the promotion of weed, especially to justify its superiority over alcohol as a recreational drug, is how mellow it makes people. Yeah, sure, because it's feminizing, you fuckers. (laughs) An acknowledged negative effect is that it can rob people of motivation and drive. If there was ever an idea to question your weed use over, this is it. It blasts your estrogen into the stratosphere. And look, if you are a guy who defaults to smoking weed in your spare or all the time, instead of getting creative, taking action, and getting shit done, your inertia is a massive turn off for women. No woman gets turned on by seeing her man smoke weed and watch TV, or smoke weed and play video games, or smoke weed and giggle with his friends at the Simpsons while passing around their bong. People can make many arguments for why weed has been legalized, and medical applications notwithstanding, I would add that its beatification of men would be a major reason. In this current worldwide plan we are in the middle of, what have some of the essential services been that have remained open? Alcohol and weed stores, which were newly made legal all around the US and Canada over the past few years, just in time for 2020, when you could have weed delivered to your front door and barely even have to get off the couch. So those are some of the physical causes, and then we get to the social arena. Ever since the feminist revolution, you could argue that there has been a Backlash against men. At first, I would say some justifiable anger in the pendulum swing to equal rights, and then the push for equality in everything, which in its haste to show that women can do anything that men can do and they can do it better, we have created a more gender neutral world. Instead of having an appreciation for the different inherent traits of men and women, male and female, we began to pretend that these things don't exist, or that they were solely the product of social conditioning. And yes, to some degree this is accurate, many of these traits are socially conditioned, but in the great effort to neutralize everything and everyone, we threw the baby out with the bathwater. In the archetypal examination of yin and yang, we acknowledge and enjoy our differences. We don't vilify them. We don't seek to crush them or pretend they don't exist. Archetypal qualities of the masculine are strength, power, determination, confronting an adversary, defending the tribe. Since men are typically stronger than women, they are naturally fit to be the warriors. At least when they have testosterone in them, they are. So what happens when they don't have any testosterone or nowhere near the levels they ought to? You may have heard of the Try Guys. They are a four-man, well that's debatable and we'll see why in a moment, but a four-person comedy troupe that's been a staple of the BuzzFeed content production universe for some years now. These guys are known for trying crazy stuff like, and I quote, these are some of the titles of their YouTube videos. The Try Guys try making an ice cream cake without a recipe, making ice cream without a recipe, baking cakes without a recipe, baking cheesecake without a recipe, baking cookies without a recipe, making waffle cones without a recipe, and the Try Guys try crocheting. As you can see, these guys do a lot of baking and other domestic stuff. In one of their episodes, they had not a baking one, they had their testosterone levels checked. And the normal range of testosterone is from 300 to 1000 nanograms per deciliter, and an average level is about 600 to 700. These four guys came in at 212, 252, 259 and the highest one was at 363 which interestingly enough was from the one actually gay guy in this group of ultra beta cheesecake makers. In an age relative comparison all four of them have the average t levels of a man aged 85 to 100. They roll in at about a third of what their normal age range would be. These guys are as beta as they come. Skinny jeans, weak, screeching like schoolgirls. I will do you the disservice of playing you an audio clip of their recent episode on, uh, you guessed it, making ice cream cakes, so you can get a sense of what they are all about. Da-da, da-da-da, Welcome to the season finale of Without a Recipe. Finally, all four Try Guys are back together. We're making ice cream cakes. Hey, ring the bell on your way out. We love a good tipper. Oh God, it's melting into it. It's all melting into each other. <sighs> Key. one. <Why? laughs> oh my God, so good. Hold on, I'm, I'm burning something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So why are the beta males being celebrated and the alphas being extinguished? look, I don't care who you like to fuck, the gender that you want to identify as, or the cakes that you want to make to each their own and power to them. However, the question we ought to be asking is, is this genderless, effeminate, powerless, not even slightly able to fend for himself in a physical fight, beta male the product of nature or an affront against it? Is it part of our evolution or a sabotage of it? In nature, in animals, the role of the male is to defend the herd and the tribe. They are bigger and stronger than the females of any species. They stand guard, ready to attack and defend, to the death if need be. Human males once upon a time did this too. So what is happening to our species? all over the world, tyranny is rolling up and moving in. People are being quietly frog-boiled or gay frog-boiled into utter submission and into forfeiting all of their basic human rights, from the freedom to earn a living to deciding what and who penetrates their bodies. And right in the middle of this, we are hearing all about toxic masculinity and the celebration of these multiple cake-baking beta males. The only things that are toxic to masculinity are all of the drugs that are converting their testosterone into estrogen and all of the social hatred that is being engineered against them. I love alpha males. I pretty much only have had relationships with alpha males. And the only betas I have been with felt like errors where I told myself that their spiritual qualities could offset their lack of alpha energy. But inevitably their betaness became a problem. One because I didn't want to have sex with them, and two, there would be some pivotal incident where they would be called upon to take a stand, to defend And they wouldn't. They would cower back. And then the voices of my heart and vagina became unignorable, and I resumed my habit of alphas only. So the interesting thing that I've seen over the years of my alpha male partners is that they were actually far more sensitive and intuitive than their beta counterparts. They could seize a room and they could seize me, but they also had big hearts. They would tear up with emotion more than your average guy, and they were keenly psychically intuitive. So why is that? It might be that because in their unaltered form they have access to all functioning parts of themselves, or that in the yin-yang circle the extreme masculine gives them access to the extreme feminine as well. Last year, I did a podcast and a video interview called Big Dick Energy, or BDE, and I interviewed Ian Smith, who is the legendary co-owner of the Attilus Gym in New Jersey. He and his business partner, Frank, are some of the few and first people to take a stand against ongoing lockdowns and the curtailing of people's rights to work, and support themselves, and their families, and the freedom to stay healthy through exercise. You know, people engaged in self-responsibility as a way of life. If you haven't listened to that interview or watched it, there is a video version of it up on YouTube, and the podcast is available as well, and I highly recommend that you do. He is an amazing example of this alpha energy in action. He is big and strong and uber muscular. He's taken a bold stand against tyrannical and nonsensical government mandates, and he refuses to back down, even with the threats of massive financial fines and jail time. His attitude is come and get it. You have to cut through me first. You have to get through me and my iron, solid, powerful resolve. I ain't scared of you, so try it on, bitches. In our conversation, he came across as totally committed, but also deeply thoughtful and sensitive. A friend of mine joked that he must have puddles of wet pussies around him all the time, and I'm sure he does because he embodies the qualities that have almost been forgotten of what men can be not the least of which is having the integrity to take a stand, to hold firm and to be loyal to his principles no matter what may come. This is the essence of being a man, and this is what turns a woman on, because when a woman feels this in a man, she knows that she can trust him. A man who is unwavering in his resolve, in his loyalty to the truth, to his truth, shows her that if she falls, he will catch her. If she opens herself and she's vulnerable and raw and exposed, he will honor that because he honors his own truth first and foremost. He's not a pushover, he's not going to break. Her wild, cataclysmic, orgasmic depth that she can bring, he can take it because whatever she throws at him in the middle of screaming, crying, ecstasy, transcendent, life-changing sex and orgasms, at the peak openness of her heart and her pussy, he's got this right now at this moment in human history the return of the alpha is critical to our survival the man who doesn't roll over and take it but stands up and dishes it out and says you'll have to get through me first i'm willing to put everything on the line for my principles and what is right so try me this